we will be talking about the subject, hold not thy peace. Amen. Hold not thy peace. And we'll be taking our verses from the book of Acts. If you want to turn there, chapter 18 actually, and verses uh, 1 to 10. All right, hallelujah. Hold not thy peace. And I'm going to start with Acts chapter 18, verse 1. This is about Paul in Corinth. Okay, when he went to Corinth. Acts chapter 18, verse 1 to 10. It says, After these things Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth. He found a certain Jew named Achilla, born in Pontus, lately come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because that Claudius had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome and came unto them. And because he was of the same craft, he abode with them and wrought, for by their occupation they were tent makers. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded the Jews and Greeks. And when Silas and Timothy were come from Macedonia, Paul was pressed in the spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus was Christ. And when they opposed themselves and blasphemed, he shook his raiment and said unto them, Your blood be on your own head. I am clean. From henceforth I will go unto the Gentiles. And he departed thence and entered into a certain man's house named Justice, one that worshipped God, whose house joined hard to the synagogue. And Crispus the chief ruler of the synagogue believed on, on the Lord with all of his house, and many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. See, believing by hearing. Amen. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by vision. Be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace, for I am with thee, and no man shall sit on thee to hurt thee, for I have much people in this city. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The guilty city of Corinth tugged at Paul's heartstrings. Paul had a great ministry and a great city. Corinth was a Grecian city. The ancient city was destroyed by the Romans in B.C. 146. It was rebuilt about a century afterwards it was noted for its wealth and for the luxurious and immoral and vicious habits of the people. Note, I said vicious habits of the people. It had a large mixed population of Romans, Greeks, and Jews. When Paul first visited the city, A.D. 51 or 52, Galileo, the brother of Seneca, was proconsul. Here Paul resided for 18 months. And if you look in Acts 18, verses 1 to 18, you'll see that. Here he first became acquainted with Achille and Priscilla, and soon after his departure, Apollos came to it from Ephesus. Now, you may have heard me speaking of Ephesus before. Amen. Ephesus was very prosperous, sophisticated, highly cultured, and was a leading city of the wealthy and populous Roman province in Asia, one of the most precious jewels in the empire's crown. Some of its wealthiest cities lived in expensive condominiums known as houses on the slopes. After an interval, he visited a second time and remained there for three months. Chapter 20, verse 3. During this 
second visit, his epistle to the Romans was written probably A.D. 55. Although there were many Jewish converts at Corinth, yet the Gentile element prevailed in the church there. You know, speaking of Corinth, I find it strange that a soap opera would name their city after a city that wouldn't accept Jesus. Amen. Years ago, there used to be a soap opera. I believe it was either One Life to Live, it was called, or All My Children, and they had a city named Corinth, which was very odd. And then we wonder why characters of these shows that we watch sometimes have so many problems, right? Could be why. Or maybe it was the intention of the person who named it or them. We have to watch how we name our children or our projects. Amen? They sometimes take on the character of the name. This is why for years people have been telling us, believers, have been telling us to watch what you name your children. Amen? It is here that Paul met the dynamic teaching of the team, which you've probably heard of before, Aquila and Priscilla. Amen. They were a husband and wife team, and they were known to be very good teachers of the word. They had just come from Italy because Claudius commanded all Jews to depart from Rome. Scholars say this was right after they chose Barabbas over Jesus. Do you remember that story when they chose Barabbas over Jesus? They could have let Jesus go, and they didn't. They let a murder, a mass murder, a horrible man loose instead of Jesus. This is how much Jesus was hated and despised. And in verse 3, it was there that Paul worked his trade. His trade was tent making. So see, preachers can work. Amen. You can keep your job and preach at the same time. In fact, you might get somebody saved on your job, hopefully. Amen. It says that he was working his craft, which is not just a certain job, but his trade, something that he's good at. Are you working something that you're good at? The Bible calls it their occupation. I hope that whatever you're doing in your life, you're doing something that you're good at, that you enjoy. Because something that you're good at, something that you enjoy, something that you're anointed to do, there will be no failure you will have success. The anointing is with you. God is with you. Amen? No matter what you do, if you're, if you're cleaning, if you're a janitor in, in a school or a church, no matter what you do, if you work in, the, in, the, in a courthouse, a big building, no matter what you do, if you're anointed to do it, it's going to all work out. Amen? Paul, Aquila, and Priscilla were all tent makers. They all shared the same craft. Paul wasn't afraid to open up to Jews, the non-believers. Verse 4 says that he reasoned every Sabbath in the synagogue trying to persuade the Jews and Greeks to believe in Jesus. Paul was not ashamed in what he believed. When Paul saw Silas and Timothy coming from Macedonia, he was compelled in the spirit to tell people about Jesus being Christ. It made him want to do it even more. He knew that other people that believed the same way had arrived, amen, and would back him up in his word. Do you have people who will back you up in your word, back you up in any situation, amen? This speaks of the power of two, which means you get stronger when other Christians are around you. We actually bounce off of one another, 
That's the purpose of Bible study. That's the purpose of when people get online and, and they have Bible studies online, or as we do church online, we bounce off of one another. The word gets out and just spreads across all of our friends and loved ones. Amen? You know, one time I was watching Prophet Tracy Cook and his cousin Michael. They were doing a video on Facebook, and it was excellent. I will never forget that. They were literally bouncing off of one another with the word of God. Tracy Cook would say something, and then Michael would say something, and then Tracy would say something. And Michael, it was excellent to watch. You could feel the spirit of God flowing between them. That even happens with me and my daughter. Me and my daughter are talking sometimes. We'll be talking about the word of God, and the Holy Spirit will show up, and we could just we bounce off of each other. It's a wonderful, wonderful feeling. Amen. Matthew 18, 20, it says, where two or three are gathered together, there I am in the midst of them. Amen? And then Deuteronomy 32, 30, how should one chase a thousand and two put 10,000 to flight except their rock had sold them and the Lord had shut them up? Spiritual help is always in the midst, folks. Always they are waiting for you. Hallelujah. To give him permission to be used by the Holy Spirit. Second Kings 6, 16 and 6, 17. And he answered, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes and he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. See, at first, you, people, when they look at you, oh, my God, when people look at you, especially your enemies or doubters or people who just don't like you, <laughs> and when they look at you, they see you. And they think it's okay to make fun of you. They think it's okay to tease you. Hallelujah. They think it's okay to just make you small in their presence. But what they don't realize is in the spirit. Who and what is around you? You could have a mountain full of horses and chariots, just like Elisha did. Amen? God said he will be there in the midst, and he meant it, and he will be. No matter how bad you feel, no matter what is going on in your life, God is with you. Emmanuel, that's what it means, Emmanuel, L, him, Father, God with us. Sometimes you may feel that you're small in number or in creative ability, but that's only because you cannot see what's going on around you in the spiritual realm. That is the word God wants. I feel that is what God wants somebody to know. You are not alone. You are not by yourself. God is with you. And don't allow anybody to steal that from you. Amen? Hallelujah. There are times when I feel alone in ministry. But knowing that Jesus is with me and he died on a cross for me, that I am not alone. I know that. He tells me he's with me. He, like the song says, and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me that I am his own. It's true. You listen to the still, learn to listen to the still, small voice and you will hear him speaking. I hear him speaking to my heart many times. And sometimes he's just calling my name. Sometimes he just wants to call your name. Is that okay? Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. And it's awesome because there are times that I'll thank him for something, 
And I will actually hear him say, you're welcome. His voice is so pleasant and so loving. Hallelujah. Train your heart to hear the voice of God. Amen. Sometimes we listen, we listen to uh, TV and radio and our phones and, and Internet, and, and we listen to so much junk. We hear so many voices that we can't hear God's voice. Amen? And, you know, sometimes I hear angels give me confirmation when I'm preaching. I can literally hear them say amen. It is so beautiful. It's such a wonderful feeling knowing that God fights our battles for us, and he's always with us. Hallelujah. No matter how you feel, look, God showed me this morning. It's not even in my notes. Don't pay attention to your emotions. Emotions have nothing to do with it. Your emotions can take you to hell. Amen. Don't go by how you feel. Go by what the word says. Amen. He guides us and comforts us at all times. God said he will never leave us nor forsake us. Live your life for Jesus. Amen. Whatever you do, do it for the Lord. Don't let anybody talk you out of your ministry. And I'm not just talking about people with certificates and, and statues and whatever all that stuff is that people worship instead of God. They're so proud of those things that they... they, they Treasure those more than they treasure the word of God. Colossians 3.23. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Amen. You will have opposers in anything that you do. All right. Now, let's read Acts 18, verse 6. And it says, and when they opposed themselves and blasphemed, see, we're making fun of him, okay, he shook his raiment. And said unto them, when I see that, did you ever watch a movie or something on TV and somebody just shakes their jacket and and wipes their hands and walks away? (laughs) This is what Paul did. It says, when they start making fun of him and and, and opposing him, he shook his raiment and he said unto them, your blood is upon your own heads. I'm clean. From henceforth, I will go to the Gentiles. He let them know, you're not going to listen to me. Okay, okay, I see, I see. You're not going to listen to me, so... Toodles, (laughs) Toodles, <laughs> and he got he got ghosts. Oh, Holy Ghost, Hallelujah, Amen. Paul shook off the dust and wiped the dust from his feet. I've had to do this a few times myself, and some of you listening may have had to do it a few times yourself. Sometimes it's hard, but you got to do what you got to do. Sometimes you have to just wipe the dust from your feet and keep on trucking. Don't let anybody slow you. Don't let anybody slow you down. Jesus waited for no one. He gave them a chance and kept on traveling. Now, when there was a lost sheep, he went back for the lost. Notice, sheep, not goat, amen. This is written in Matthew chapter 10, verses 14 to 15. It says, and whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words. Now, this is read, Jesus speaking. Whosoever's not going to listen to you, okay, or receive you kindly, when you depart out of that house or that city, shake the dust off of your feet. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than in the day of judgment than for that city. That's sad, y'all. Amen. When somebody doesn't accept you, I knew him. I knew her years ago. They can't preach nothing to me. (laughs) I don't care. You claim they have the anointing, so anoint somewhere else because I'm not listening. Those people, 
you shake the dust off of your feet and keep on walking. And sometimes it's loved ones. Sometimes it's family. Sometimes it could be your children. It could be your sister, your brother, your mother, or your father. Amen? You don't cry over the spilled milk. Just keep on going. Amen? Amen. And, the, and Acts 13, 49 says, And the word of the Lord was published <clears throat> throughout all the region. See, it didn't stop the word from getting out. Just because people don't believe that. Hey, there's people that don't believe in my ministry. There's people that don't like or believe in me. I still preach because I'm still getting out. Me, me and my daughter have on record, we have on record people that got saved from other countries. We have people who got saved through our ministry in South America, India, Africa, all over the world. So, see, because people that don't believe in you don't listen doesn't mean you should stop. I'm going to continue on. Amen. Even if it's just one. But I know God is good. Jesus preached to 5,000 and I want 5,000 too. Amen. I want 5,000 plus. Amen. He preached throughout all the region, and the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women and the chief men of the city and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of their coast. What they did was they stirred up, notice it says, devout and honorable women and the chief men of the city. What? Women? Women? Yes, it does say women, the devout and honorable women, the high people of the city, the ones that are well-known. Amen. The Jews stirred them up, went against them, and expelled them out of their coast. And you want to know something? People will do that to you, too, in your own hometown. There are people who will tell people from your own hometown bad things about you. They will discredit your name. They will talk. They will dog you, talk about you, lie on you, and cause the high people where you live to not like you. And you're wondering why things don't go good? It's not because of anything you did. It's because somebody lied in your name. Somebody dirty. And you want to know something? I always say, and this is how I feel about it, it people are going to do that, but it's the people who believe it and turn against you or turn against me because of it. I blame the ones that listened to that mess. You know why? Because they didn't have enough God in them to know the real me. They didn't have enough God in them to know the real you. If they had an ounce of the Holy Spirit, if they had an ounce of God in them, they would know exactly who you are deep down inside that coat that your body, that your soul and your spirit wears. They will go beyond your skin. They will go beyond your name and know exactly who you are. They didn't know you to start with. That's why they believe the lie so easily. Amen. Mm, back to back to Acts. I'm sorry. Acts thirteen fifty one. It says, But they shook off the dust of their feet against them and came into Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy in the Holy Ghost. See they don't let nothing get to them. They're still happy. I, I pray in Jesus' name you Stay happy. Amen. Stay so happy that the devil gets even mad. He gets madder. <laughs> Amen. Because he can't be happy. He doesn't know what joy is. Imagine that. You do. Hallelujah. Today, I wish you joy in Jesus' name. Amen. Paul was telling them that his personal responsibility is over. 
That's what he's telling them. And you know what? There are times in your life where you have to tell people that your personal responsibility is over and they must pick up where you left off. The last thing you want to be is an enabler in the wrong situation. When you do too much for people, they tend to get lazy and you are actually harming them more than helping them. People must learn lessons the same way we did. Let's continue on for the kingdom of heaven, planting seeds, and let the Holy Spirit water them because he does such a beautiful job. Amen. Paul took the gospel to the Gentiles. That's what we're supposed to do as well. Christians already know about Jesus, but the world doesn't. It's easy to hang with a Christian. It's easy to go to an established church. But it is the unestablished ones you want to join or teach. You have these preachers that want to go in these churches that are already established, and they already have like purple carpet or red carpet or something, and they already have the, the benches and, and the, 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 the podium and the and, and, and organ and, and the choir. Everybody wants an established church, but what about the ones that don't have all of that? What about the ones that don't know that much about Jesus? What about the ones that weren't taught right about Jesus? What about the ones that don't know about the Holy Spirit? What about the churches that don't even know that there is a language you could speak that the devil don't know about and God hears you and the devil don't know what you're talking about? What about those churches? What about the churches where people get killed for believing in Jesus? Can't wear a three-piece suit there, huh? or nine-inch high heels, right? Win the opposers over and don't let them win over you. God is with you and won't allow anything to happen. His spirit keeps us safe. Believe that. His spirit keeps us safe. Just as it did for Adam and Eve when he was when they were walking in the cool of the day. Amen? Acts 18.8. And Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all of his house, and many of the Corinthians heard and believed and were baptized, and that sounds wonderful, that's awesome, that's how it should always go. <laughs> then spake the Lord to Paul in a night vision, in a night vision, be not afraid, but speak, and hold not thy peace. For I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee. For I have much people in this city. Amen. If you notice, God spoke to Paul via night vision in Acts chapter 18, verse 9. And Paul continued there six years, uh, a year and six months, teaching the word of God. God does speak in dreams and visions. Now, sometimes... Okay, you got to learn. You got to learn to hear God. You got to learn what, what what his voice sounds like and what your visions and, and your dreams are like. You got to split down the middle and determine the heavenly from the demonic. Amen. There's also demonic dreams and visions as well. Amen. Put a notebook beside your bed. I've been telling people this for years. And start recording your dreams. Hey, record your dreams before you even get up and brush your teeth in the morning. Record them because they, they fade away very easily. Once your mind starts focusing on something else, your dreams will leave. So record your dreams. I have tablet after tablet. I have notebooks. I have a box of notebooks of my dreams within the last, what, 30 years or so. And I go through them sometimes, and I see the things that came to four, 
Is that proper? <laughs> I see the things that happen that I wrote about years ago. Amen? Start recording your dreams. As Paul was teaching Crispus, chief ruler of the synagogue, Bishop, Doctor, Doctor Crispus, Bishop Crispus, Reverend Crispus, Amen, Apostle Crispus, became, he began to believe in this Jesus. That's our job, Amen. That's our job. Make people, cause people to believe in, you can't make them, cause people to believe in Jesus. Let us present him unto you. Amen. That's what you Let me present Jesus unto you. Amen. That's our job. Our job is to preach the word in season and out of season, as in 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 2 says, preach the word, be instant in season. I mean, be ready, be ready in season or be ready out of season, whether it's time, you think it's time or not. <laughs> preach the word. Reprove. If somebody gets mad because you're reproving and rebuking somebody, that that tell them take it to the Lord. Amen. If it's wrong, God will He'll tell you about it. Won't He? Won't God correct you? Some of us been corrected. We know what it's like. Exhort with a long suffering and doctrine. Long suffering. Amen. If you don't learn to have long suffering and have patience, you're not going to make it. And I mean that. Jesus suffered for us. So who are we to act like we can't suffer for him? Amen. Second Timothy 4, 3. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. We are here right now. Amen. But after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers. I said it again. But after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. That is happening today. People will not listen to preachers who tell the truth, but they love, absolutely love the liars, those who pre uh, present themselves well, the comics, the models, the, those with lustful spirits, those that don't. I'll tell you what, there are preachers nowadays that dress like they should be on a front of the what's the the bunny magazine <laughs> you, there's there, you don't dress like that would you dress like that if jesus came if you if jesus was sitting there listening to you preach would you dress like that you know you watch churches go from 500 2000 2500 to 20 maybe 20 maybe 25 on holidays and the lower the number the more people love that church, absolutely love that church and its leadership, and you better not say anything bad about them or they'll hate you too. Amen. So just leave it up to the Lord. <laughs> leave it up to the Lord because that preacher's telling them everything they want to hear. Amen. And some of them have learned what they don't understand. There are so many Christians who are so low in, in spirituality. There are so many Christians that don't understand it, that they don't even understand that most of these preachers learned how to preach like that with the crescendo and all that stuff. They learned how to do that. And, 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 and as the years go by, people get so used to hearing that, that if they can't hear it, they don't think it's anointed. And the devil is a liar. Joyce Meyer doesn't scream. Andrew Womack doesn't scream. Amen. Hallelujah. Cruffalo Dollar doesn't scream. Jesse Duplantis doesn't scream. 
and others. Others money might not be on TV. You don't have to do that. Is performance? Who is? Oh Jesus! I didn't. I'm, thank you, Jesus. I'm going there because the Holy Spirit's taking me there. Who is the greatest performer that ever existed? His name first began with L. And now it begins with S. I say little s. I don't even like to capitalize it when I'm typing it. Who is the greatest performer that ever existed? He had pipes in him. He had horns in him. He had diamonds in every jewel you can think about. Think of. <clears throat> That's performance, y'all. <clears throat> Amen. That's performance. Do not fall. Or should I say, do not fall, hallelujah, for performance. Amen. And people will hate you if you say anything about it. So leave it to the Lord. Amen. Second Timothy 4, 4 and 5. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall not be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things. Endure, there it is again, endure afflictions. You know, put a Band-Aid on it and keep on walking. <laughs> Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of your ministry. <clears throat> Making full proof. I love this. i got to say this before I go on. Oh, my God. My cousin, Bunny. Bunny Dudley. Bunny Davis. Her name was Mary. We called her Bunny. She was a beautiful. She was just an angel <laughs> with skin. Okay. She used to always tell me, Esther, full proof your ministry. And I was young in the Lord at that time, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, thank you. I love you, cuz. She said, I love you too, cuz. Esther, foolproof your Every time I see her, she said, foolproof your ministry. Bunny knew something. <clears throat> she, passed, she passed on. I know, I know she's in the arms of Abraham right now. I know she's in paradise. I know she's in a beautiful place, okay? Making foolproof of your ministry is letting the world know that you're about your father's business. Please remember that. You're going to need that. Please remember that sentence. <clears throat> every, like they did Paul. Every time somebody made fun of Paul, he kept going. He kept, he kept moving. Okay, he said, I'm about my father's business, just like Jesus said. I'm a, I had a father who about my father's business. It's letting the devil know that nothing he does can take you away from God. It's having that blessed assurance in your soul. It's having righteous indignation in times of need. It's showing love and protection to those who need it. It's preaching when you don't feel like preaching. It's teaching when you don't want to teach, just like Jonah. It's telling your enemies about Jesus. It's walking away from those who mock and ridicule you. Ridicule you. It's thinking about preaching in the morning and thinking about preaching in the evening. It's living holy so no devil can keep a record of your wrongs. It's not doing what your flesh wants to do. Do you hear me? It's not doing what your flesh wants to do. It's smacking that flesh down every time it raises its ugly head, laying the smacketh down. Amen? It's preaching the word of God even when your family and loved ones turn their backs against you. It's crying on your pillow at night when your own family says you're crazy, but yet you wake up in the morning and you preach it anyhow. Hallelujah. That, my friend, is foolproofing your ministry. We cannot be, part in the word, sissies. We must stand up and fight for Jesus. Jesus fought for us. 
Jesus fought for you. Nobody else is going to fight for you the way Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, fought for you. Believe that he'll be that he's going to back you up. He's going to back you up in every situation, whether you feel like he's there or whether you don't. What did I say about emotions, thinking, presuming? <clears throat> Get your notebooks ready right now because I'm about to hit you with a lot of scripture and then I'll be done. Amen. <clears throat> Matthew ten seven. As you go preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is what we should be doing right now. Matthew 10, 27, what I tell you in darkness, that you speak in the light. And what you hear in the ear, preach you on upon the housetops. Mark 16, 15, and he said unto them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, not your favorites, every creature. Luke 9, 2, and he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Hallelujah, Ed, we're still praying for you. I'm believing a healing, and I'm not talking about within the next two weeks. Hallelujah, amen. That's a natural healing, okay? I'm believing for a miracle. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Luke 9, 60, Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury the dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. Acts 5, 20, go. Stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. See, do you hear what God's saying here? 2 Timothy 4, 2, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. I read that one. 1 Timothy 6, 12, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. What's up with these people who don't like to testify? 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 10, 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God uh, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. When you think about this, this is what these people were doing to Paul. They were exalting themselves and their thoughts against God's knowledge, the knowledge of God that Paul was trying to bring to them. <clears throat> Amen. And then six. 2 Corinthians 10, 6 says, and having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. In other words, you live right, you do right, and then you could revenge, then you could, you know, tell people about their disobedience, amen? But you cannot tell somebody not to do something if you're doing it. Check yourself. Check. Amen. Message. Hallelujah. <laughs> the Wayans brothers used to say, message. <clears throat> 2 Timothy 2, 4, no man that wars against, uh, no man that wars entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath cho chosen him to be a soldier. Deuteronomy eleven twenty five. there shall no man be able to stand before you for the Lord your God shall lay the fear of you and the dread of you upon all the land that should tread upon and he hath said unto you. Zechariah, Z-E-C, that is, 10, 5, and they shall be as mighty men which tread down their enemies in the mare of the streets in the battle, and they shall fight because the Lord is with them. Emmanuel. And the riders on horses shall be confounded. Look, the riders of the the riders on the big huge horses while you're walking, okay, they, they're going to be confounded. They'll be so confused they won't know what to do because the Lord is with you. Things are going to happen to them they didn't expect to happen because, oh, it was you. Oops. Little old you? You mean this happened because Susie? I thought she was, I didn't think, it, right, right, that's the problem you thought. Deuteronomy, oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Mm, mm, mm. Got to catch myself. Hallelujah. <laughs> Deuteronomy 28, 7. 
The Lord shall cause thine enemies to rise up against thee, to be smitten before your face. They'll come out against you one way and flee before you, guess what? Seven ways. What's that tell you? Joshua 1.5, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will not fail you nor forsake you. God is saying, just like he told Joshua, he's telling you today, the same way I was with Moses, who didn't even get to see the promised land. Well, he saw it, but he didn't get to go to the promised land. I'll be with you. God says, I'm with you, just like I was with Moses. Joshua 23.9, for the Lord has driven out from before you great nations and strong. But as for you, no man has been able to stand before you unto this day. <clears throat> Do not hold your peace. Speak to God about everything you need and, and who you need to conquer. You hear? <clears throat> I say heard. You heard? He will give you the right words to say. And I have, I believe, five more. Exodus 14, 14, the Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Exodus 23, 27, I will send my fear before thee and will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come and I will make your enemies turn their backs on you. <laughs> God will make your enemies turn their backs on you because they just can't get over you. How's this song go? It's just so high, you can't get over it. It's just so low, you can't get under it. They're not going to know what to do. They can't get around you. <laughs> Amen. 2 Samuel 5.24, and let it be, when thou hear the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, and then thou shalt bestir thyself, for then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. 2 Corinthians, I mean, 2 Chronicles 20.29, 20, and the fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries <clears throat> when they had heard that the Lord fought against the enemies of Israel. And last one, 2 Chronicles 32.8, with him. <clears throat> is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord, our God, to help us and to fight our battles. And the people rested themselves upon the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. Do, which one do you think is going to win? The people who have the arm of flesh or the people that have God with them to help them fight their battles? Let's be real, amen? And I end this by saying, <clears throat> be like Joshua. Let God tell you how to conquer. Amen? <clears throat> Excuse me. In Joshua chapter 11, verse 23, he took the whole land. So I'm telling you now, take the whole land. Don't run from people. Make them run for you. Go out and conquer. Amen? Are you saved? Now's the time to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Amen. We all need a friend, especially nowadays, the way things are going. Amen. We need a friend. Don't trust in the wrong people. Sometimes you're telling people your personal business, and they are like a sieve. You know the thing that you put these strange spaghetti in, whatever? And they go out, and your stuff just trickles everywhere they go. <laughs> you know, just dripping. Your business is just dripping everywhere they go. Hallelujah. Just keep in prayer, right? Amen. Jesus can be, he's your best friend. He's your helper. The Holy Spirit is your comforter. If you're not saved, just say this after me. Jesus, I repent of my sins. I am so sorry, Lord. I believe that you died on a cross and rose three days later from the dead just for me. 
and I accept what you've done. I accept you as my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, and amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now go find a Bible-believing, Holy Ghost-filled church and learn of him. It's never too late to learn of Jesus Christ. Your new life starts now. All old things are gone away. God throws them as far as the east is from the west. Now go live, go laugh, and go love, and welcome to the family of God. Welcome to the body of Christ. Amen. Change your life. Become a new man. Become a new woman. Become a new person. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. He just did. And be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Hallelujah. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Hallelujah. You are grafted in with Israel right now. Israel, all the blessings for Israel is now upon you through Jesus Christ, who was an Israeli. Amen. He was Jewish. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for coming on today. And I pray that your week goes by victoriously. Hallelujah. To God be the glory for the things he has done. You're awesome. See you next week.